This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit allentempleamec.com slash donate. Thank you for listening. There is a word from the Lord this morning. There is a word from the Lord this morning. And I am excited to be used by God to be able to bring you forth what thus saith the Lord. The scripture that was read to your hearing came from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. And I will read it again so that we are all on the same page. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourselves with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal, there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, scythian, enslaved and free, but Christ is all in all but Christ is all in all. It is with the scripture this morning that I've titled this message, Seek, Set, and See. Let us pray. Gracious everlasting Father, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk, to proclaim your word, I surrender all to you at this very moment by the power of your Holy Spirit. Deliver this word. For I have sought you. I have set my mind on you. And now, Lord, let your people see you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. For you are certainly my rock and my redeemer. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 As many of you may or may not know, my grandmother, Janine Cadet Danier, had a major influence on my life growing up, especially when it came to my faith. Growing up as a teenager, my grandparents lived with us. Most of the time, I was abiding not by my mother's rules, but rather my grandmother's rules. You see, as strict as she was, as conservative 
as she was, as a traditionalist as she was, my grandmother displayed the love of God in a manner I had never seen before. 90% of her conversations had to do with God. The way she treated people was because of who God was in her life. And she was intentional about spending time with God and in the word. She had many pearls of wisdom that she imparted into me. Most often she would say to me, Neff, if you gave me, if you let me see one of your friends, but let me see who their friends are, I can tell you who they are. Amen. And another one she often said, often, garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> it took me a while to fully understand what that meant, but one day as a 19-year-old, I learned it really quick. You see, my grandmother, if she could have had her way, she would have just played church hymns in the house all the time. And if you played a song that did not encourage, inspire, or was not a Haitian song, <laughs> it would be best for you to have turned it off because she would always have something to say. Well, one day, as everyone was out of the house, a friend called and wanted to drop off a record. Yes, I said record for you guys that were born. <laughs> Before the 2000s, you know, we had record players. And she wanted to drop off a record of an artist we had seen at the concert the day before. So that I will not be judged. I'd rather not say what the record was. <laughs> um, so when she dropped it off, I inserted the record into the player, and I just began to blast the music. But before I did that, I made sure to, to call my mom and check to see when she and my grandparents would be home. And she said, it probably be a half an hour or so. So in order for you to understand how this, the house was, as soon as you entered into the house when I lived in Florida, was the living room. The living room was where the stereo was. And you keep going in the hallway, the kitchen, and then you, go, you wrap around, and there was the den. And next to the den was the patio. And so I decided, let me go ahead and do my chores, and I had to clean up the patio. So now the music is blasting and I'm on the other side of the house. And I know I've got about half an hour. So, so I was blasting the house and singing along, and boy, was I singing along. And as I swept the patio floor, I looked up, and behold, who was standing at the door of the patio with her arms folded, just staring at me, my grandmother. Brothers and sisters, it was the first time in my life I literally saw my life flash before my eyes. And I felt like fear had punched me in my stomach. I didn't say a word. But she looked up at me and said, you better go in there and turn that garbage off. I did, as she instructed. And you know how it is a lot of, a lot of time, parents, when you tell your kids to do something, Instead of you go away, you wait till they walk past you because you never know what's going to happen. And so she waited, and I, and I just, oh, Lord, just help me. I don't want to die right now like this, you know. And so she, and I passed by her. She followed me into the living room. I turned off the music. She looked at me, and she said something in Creole, which I will never forget. She said, and what that means is, you will one day understand. She proceeded to tell me that 
everything that I allow to enter my mind then enters my heart, and then I act upon it. She gave me an example. She said, if you hang out with a lot of friends who curse all the time, sooner or later, you will begin to do the same thing. It will become a part of you. What you absorb, you will give out. She said, if you listen to this music long enough, it will become your normal in your thinking, which turns into action. She said, Nefty, garbage in, garbage out. I did not know then how wise and correct she was. And this brings me to our text for today. The book of Colossians was written by the Apostle Paul while he was in prison in Rome. See, Colossians teaches us about the Christ in us and how we are to conduct ourselves in relationships, the workplace, with friends, and within the church. But Paul also encourages the Colossian church to see Jesus as the center of all reality and addresses certain problems that the church is currently facing. You see, some of those problems included the false teachings and practices influencing the Christians there, and it was threatening their faith. So Paul begins in chapter 1 by commending the Colossians church for their faithful witness. And in chapter 2, he warned them to be aware of the competing ideologies, the false teachers. In the text for today, he goes on to embrace them to embrace this new life in Christ. Yeah. And today, I want us to look at three key factors as it pertains to how we live our Christian life as demonstrated in this text. By seeking Christ, by setting our minds on Christ, and by seeing Christ. Well. Paul starts out with the first verse by stating, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So my first point is, seek Christ. You see, what was interesting about this first text that I read, it starts off with, so if. It starts off with a conditional clause, which means if, to say that something has already happened, and because of what has happened, now what action are you going to take as a response to what has already happened? Well... See? So in chapter 2, Paul says that he was reminding the Colossian church that just as they have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they must continue to follow him. It says it right here, Colossians 2.12. When you were buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. So Paul comes back and says, so if you've been raised from the dead, if you, have been, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now what you need to do is seek the things that are above where Christ is. Yes. So he's sitting here saying, you've been resurrected with Christ. You must seek the things that are above where Christ is. You must seek Christ. And what that simply means is, church, we must be in pursuit of Christ. Amen. You can't just say you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and after that, and do nothing. Well. Nothing. How are you to know the Christ that you say you serve, that you have accepted, if you do nothing? It clearly says, faith without works is dead. dead. And when you were in pursuit of Christ, mm -hmm. you know what happens? Your behavior changes. Well. And the only way your behavior changes is if your thinking changes. 
Because if your thinking changes, your action changes. See, because your actions originate in your thinking. Just like my grandmother said, if you let this inside of you long enough, you begin to pour out what you take in. So if you don't pursue Christ, yeah. how are you going to demonstrate Christ? Yeah. Amen, church? Amen. Yeah. If there is no change in how you think, there will be no change in how you live. Yeah. Let me say that again. If there is no change in how you think, there will be no change in how you live. Just like the Colossian church, when we have been made new in Christ upon receiving Christ, our focus needs to be Christ. Yeah. When our focus is Christ, guess what happens? There's a renewing in our minds. Just like Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah. So as our mind changes... We become more and more like Christ. But that could only happen if we seek Christ, yeah. if we were in constant pursuit of Christ. Here, Paul is letting us know that our minds will determine our well-being in yeah. Christ. Mm -hmm. Your mind, it's all in your mind. Yeah. Now that you have, you're pursuing Christ, you're seeking Christ, which brings me to my next point. The verse that says, set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed in him in glory. The second point is, set your mind on Christ. Yeah. After you have sought Christ, seek Christ, now set your mind on Christ. You see, Paul tells us in the first verse to seek the things above now he begins with setting our minds on things above, not on the things that are on earth. Now that you've been saved, you're a new creature in Christ. Yeah. Your old self is gone. Yeah. And as you are focused on Christ and seeking Christ, let your mindset be a heavenly one and not an earthly one. What that simply means is the decisions and the issues that you have in your life, seek God, yeah. not man, not the things of this earth. Seek God. You got to take a look at the heaven's perspective on every issue so you will know how to live here on earth. Yeah. You seek Christ. You seek, set your mind on the things of Christ so that you will know how to live here on earth. Make it Make it and isn't it a wonderful thing? Can you imagine, thing? Can you imagine this? If, if we seek our decisions that we have to make on a heavenly mindset, how much easier is it going to be when we get to heaven to be able to, to interact in this matter because we're already setting our minds here on earth for that heavenly mindset. Amen? What Paul is saying is, how do you have a kingdom mentality? How do you have a kingdom mentality, church? If you're seeking Christ, how, how are you supposed to have set your mind on, uh, uh, on Christ? You know how it is? It's been given to us. It's the word of God. Yeah. It is the word of God. You cannot set your mind on Christ if you do not be intentional about spending time with Christ and being in his word. Every day. Every 
You know, I love when pastor says this, and, and, and he didn't do it today, but he did it when he usually does the missions often. He said, some of us are this far away from Christ, from God. Some of us are this far away from us, but none of us are this close to God. But you know what? When you, when you see Christ and you set a mind on Christ, there's no way you're going to still be out here. You're going to move it just a little bit closer. Just a little bit closer. That's what you have to do. And he's given everything you need is in the word of God. So often, church, all we do is come to church and we depend on the word that we hear on Sunday mornings and do nothing else. How do you expect to grow in who Christ is and who you are in Christ if you don't spend some intentional time with Christ? If you don't spend some time in the word, if you don't spend some time on Bible study, how are you ever, or if you don't even join the ministry, there's so many ways that God can speak to you and through you. But you can't just accept him and seek him and set your mind on him if you just keep doing the same thing as if your old self is still playing a part in who you are today. You must get to know God yeah, yeah. through his word and know the desires that he has for you. Because you do realize that when you decided to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it was no longer about you anymore because now Christ is the one who lives in you. So everything you do would manifest of who he is in you outwardly. So you put in Christ. Yeah. Guess what comes out? Christ comes out. So Paul goes on to say, For you have died, and your life is hidden in Christ. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, when you also will be revealed with him in glory. I love this particular particular, um, text. See, your old life no longer has power over you, because you know why? You are now safe and secure in Christ. And our spiritual life is not only about being with Christ, but it is also unity with Christ in the bosom of the Father. God is our secret and movable hiding place. He is our special fortress. Because we are Christ. We wear Christ so that Christ is our new identity. Church, he is our new identity. And what he says, when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, that simply means when Christ comes back again. When Christ comes back in that second coming, we will be revealed with him, and we will be revealed with him in glory. Christ is our new identity. Mm. Now that we see that Paul has reminded us that, like the Colossians church, to seek Christ, to set our minds on Christ, verses 5 through 11, Paul speaks to us about transforming our lives Mm. by putting away all that is considered fleshly and contrary to the person and character of Christ. In the process of Paul showing us this, how to transform our life, It is then we see Christ, which is my third point, is to see Christ. Verse 5 to 11 says, verse 5 to 9 first says, But to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming on to those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. Mm. But now you must get rid of all such things. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive language from your mouth. 
do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with new practices. You see, Paul is saying here is to leave your old self alone. Don't give it life any longer. Don't let it rear its ugly head. And he states these five sins that need to be dealt with. Paul gives his rationale for rejecting these sins, which he has just mentioned. He says, the wrath of God will come to those who practice such sins. He describes those who embrace immoralities as disobedient and declares that these acts are the basis for God's wrath. The way that I see when I was doing this, I see God is everything that Paul said not to do is opposite <laughs> of who really God is. All the sins that are listed, you already know that's not who God is. So that's how you see God. Everything he's mentioned, God is opposite of that. This is why it does not behoove us, all of us, to have judgmental spirits. Because let's be honest, we all have a cross to, bear, a cross to carry. We all have battles in our lives. So, but when we give them to God, and when we give them to God, and we, we, we fall into the temptation of those sins that were mentioned, God is not pleased with us. Because if you're wearing Christ, how could you still be holding on to your old self and those sins that you've committed? Darkness and light cannot coexist. And Christ is light. I once heard somebody say something in relation to this particular text, text and also give a, a, an analogy which I will offer up. A person says, why offer yourself as a slave to the things you've been freed from? Let me ask that again. Why offer yourself as a slave to those things from which you've been freed from? Why go back? You're literally telling Christ what he did for you wasn't good enough. So in other words, you're saying God isn't good enough. Or God isn't enough. Why go back? You know, the analogy that was given is um, when you've taken a shower, you naturally want to put on clean clothes, correct? Because they complement what the shower was designed to do. Christ cleanses us by his blood. Therefore, we must ask ourselves concerning our own actions, will these clothes match what Jesus did in my life? Or will they dirty up what Jesus made clean? That's well, good. well, that's good. Church, when you set your mind on Christ, there is no going back. There was no going back from the first time you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And the reason, the reason that, that Paul is talking to the Colossians church when he could be talking to all of us is because there came a time when they allowed their faith to be shaken based on the false teachings that were being said to them. And how do, again, we see Christ. First, Paul says, let us put on the clean clothes mm. on the new self. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to see Christ when you realize that every sin that I have mentioned does not align with the character of Christ. 
It does not align with the character of Christ. And because we are made in the image of Christ, we are a new creature. Yeah. We need to follow the example of Jesus as being made in his image, that everything in us is brand new. Everything in us is brand new. But we need to pursue him in such a way that we need to get to know him better by reading his word. And you know how we ended up ultimately seeing Christ? Because by the time we interact with other people, you shouldn't have to tell anybody you're a Christian. You should never have to tell anybody a Christian. Your character, your conduct, and how you treat others should be a manifestation of the Christ that is in you. And because if you do it the way Christ has asked you to do, they will see Christ, and so will you. Do we realize that we are wearing Christ? We wear Christ when we ask him into our heart. We wear him. Ephesians 4, 24 says, to put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lust, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourselves with the new self, created according to the likeness of God, in the true righteousness and holiness. Amen? I didn't say it. God's word says it. And in that renewal, there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, scythian, enslaved and free, but Christ is all in all. And when I was, when I finished my sermon, I began to see things I'd never seen before. And what I want us to look at really quick before I move on is Paul mentions these five sins, the impurity, the passion, evil, desire, and greed, which is idolatry, and and he's saying this is who we are in our former lives. But one thing I realized today is that when he says, but why didn't he just group all the sins together? But he said, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your heart, and do not lie to one another. I realize those are the sins of the heart. Those are the sins of the heart. Anger comes from the heart. Malice, what we say to people, slander, cursing. (laughs) What we think enters our mind, then it goes to our heart then it comes out, mm. out of our mouth. Word. So I don't know about many of y'all, but I know that even, I'm not like this, I'm surely not like this, but you know what? I'm striving to God get there. And that is the pursuit of Christ that we all need to do. And the only way that can be done is through his word. And Paul explains that there is, with the verse I just read, that there is no distinction in Christ in regard to salvation. And therefore, there should be no distinction for us. No matter the race, the background, the circumstances, Christ 
values everyone. And we too should value others. So brothers and sisters, Christ is the center of everything and everything relates to the way we think about things. Our thoughts, our heart, our mind. So let us remember to seek Christ, to set your mind on Christ. Then you will see Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 Amen.